Hello and welcome to From the Trenches, the Business Examiner podcast. My name is John McDonald. This episode features a special guest from the Nanaimo Airport. We cover their exciting $28.8 million capital plan, which opens up fantastic opportunities both for the airport and for organizations operating in the Central Island. We also cover highs and lows over the past year or so and what the future looks like as the aerospace industry begins to recover. Our conversation starts now. Hi, I'm Dave Devana. I'm the president and CEO of Nanaimo Airport, which up to uh, the pandemic had been the fastest growing airport in British Columbia over the past 10 years at 199%. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. I looked on your site uh, as I was prepping some of these questions and it looks like things have started to rebound uh, a little bit. Can you kind of speak to, to kind of what your outlook is there um, as, as there's been some pretty notice- noticeable jumps in passengers? Yeah. So when the pandemic started, actually just about the first, when I started, things were down 96% um, and they stayed down about 65% for all of 2020. And pretty much the same for the first part of 2021. But right now we're, you know, we're seeing a bit of a recovery in the summer and we're down about 50% still, even though we're doing better than we were before. Awesome. Well, that's progress. I think that's half full amidst all the craziness. Uh, One of the topics I wanted to, to cover with you first, we've been starting to explore this with uh, interviewees in, in businesses across the island is operating in a COVID world. Um, you know, things like business development and management and recruitment, all the stuff that uh, people would be a lot more comfortable face to face, or there'd be, you know, trade shows or things like that to go to have just changed. Can you speak to that a little bit, how you've addressed, I mean, you've come in in the midst of a pandemic, so you've had to adapt on the fly, but can you kind of speak to how you've approached, I guess, altering your management or, or, or business strategies in this new world? Yeah. So we're in the airline sector, you know, so safety is the number one priority around here. And so we've done a lot of work just to make the airport as safe as possible, you know, from when you enter the parking lot until you leave and exit on your departure. But from a business point of view, you know, we heavily utilize teams and and virtual type settings for us to conduct our business whether it was with the airline sector, with the regulators, or with the local business community, including councils. Uh, We've been meeting virtually for a good part of 18 months. You know, and now things are easing off a little bit, but people are still a little bit worried about the Delta variant. And and so we're kind of heading back to a virtual setting right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, it'd be really interested to see what the fall looks like. Is there a highlight that sticks out uh, from your time so far? And kind of mentioned before that you've, you came into a new exciting role in one of the craziest times ever. Uh, Is there something that kind of sticks out that you guys have been able to work through uh, in your time so far? Yeah. So you come in and business is down 96%. It's a bit of a shock. Revenues aren't coming in uh, the way, you know, I expected kind of when I got hired. But the most important thing for us was to maintain our operations and we've been able to keep on all our operational staff. So to me, that's a big highlight. You know, they're highly trained people and we need them to run the airport when things turn around or even when things aren't turned around, we still stay open. And so the highlight for me is keeping the employees on. Yeah, no, I would say that's, that's tremendous. When you kind of look at what the, the, the fall and winter, um, 
hold for you guys when you talk to your air, airline partners? Are there any kind of themes that come up or is there still just a, a lot of uncertainty about what's going to happen? Well, there's uncertainty for sure. But, you know, we're, you know, the airlines are getting more optimistic. We're getting more optimistic. Um, vaccination rollout as you know has been quite good in Canada. Uh, we're still looking for some guidance from the federal government uh, on where we're going to go with international travel as it relates to Canadians exiting uh, the country and going somewhere else. You know, we've started to let people into the country, but uh, we don't have you know it's not been reciprocated all over the world. And, and until we get international travel kind of sorted out, we're not going to get back to where we were in 2019. Yeah. Yeah. It will be really interesting to see kind of what the uptick is with the, the vaccine passport. Um, but yeah, I'm optimistic about that. I want to jump a little bit into the, the airport operations side. You've got this massive, uh, you know, just under $30 million capital plan. There was a piece of it, I believe, that was recognized at the Vancouver Island Commercial Building Awards this year, uh, one of the updates. Um, and I'm wondering if you can just give me a kind of a, for the uninformed, I guess, a glossy overview of what that capital plan uh, entails and kind of what what is coming down the pipeline there. Yeah, so, you know, interestingly, you know, in February of 2020, that's when we opened our new terminal. So we were all ready and, and poised for the new customers to come in. And it's a really quite an impressive facility now. And now it's not part of that. That was pre the $28 million program. The pandemic's actually helped us out a little bit because infrastructure money has been available. And so we've accelerated 14 million of that $28 million program is going ahead this year and next year. And what we're concentrating on is upgrading our, our air side infrastructure. So the main apron is going from pavement to concrete. The taxiways are being rehabilitated. The runways being rehabilitated. Um, you know, so we're, we, and we were able to get some grant funding to make that uh, viable and sort of move that $28 million program forward. And so what does that allow you to do? Like you mentioned, kind of like the, the air side, is there, does it allow you to land kind of bigger planes or have more planes on the, the tarmac at the same, at the same time or? Yeah. So it doesn't allow us to get bigger planes. We're basically single aisle type planes around here. We don't have to double. So the, the runway, the length is going to be the same, but what will happen is that we're going to be able to park more planes out front. When we have 500,000 passengers a year, we had four parking spots for the, for the planes. We get kind of congested around here. And so now having a concrete pad rather than an asphalt plan, we're moving that to five. So we've increased it by 25% our capacity to receive planes at any one time. And then moving forward next year and the year after, we're, we want to develop a south, what we call the south apron. And that will provide opportunity for some more planes to be on the ground at the same time. And one of the key flights that we have is these return overnight flights. So they come in at the in the evening and they leave early in the morning and they need a place to park uh, overnight. And this is all going to facilitate that happening. What about on the like, I remember looking at the site for when this capital plan started coming along, I think there was a dedicated page to it. There was some talk of kind of like an expanded industrial land base. Is that is that also a part of this? Yeah, so we've got about what we say we we have is about 100 acres of undeveloped property on the air side and on the highway commercial. And so 
The, the main thing that we're looking at for on the air side is we would like to expand into cargo and distribution. And this is becoming a major thing during the pandemic. And we have about 35 acres on the north end of the airport, uh, northwest, um, and where we feel is a good opportunity for cargo. And then we've got the highway commercial on the frontage where, you know, you could have things that support airport operations that would be, you know, better suited on what we call the ground side on highway side. So what we're doing right now is uh, we're doing an infrastructure plan to make sure that we can provide, you know, water, sewer, storm water, parking, lighting, those types of things, so that we're in a position to, to develop those properties. Yeah, well, it's a very much needed uh, type of land. I know in the, like, for, even for our clients who are in the commercial real estate sector, there's almost none uh, uh, industrial uh, acreage available. So that would be a tremendous opportunity. When you talk about the the cargo or the storage side of things, would that be like for like e-commerce fulfillment? Have Has is that played a role at all? Because I know like in Kamloops, there's some like, there's specific industrial land dedicated to e-commerce fulfillment for some you know major brands in the U.S. Yeah, so just recently, uh, the Victoria International Airport announced their uh, Amazon distribution center, right? And so that's going to you know, provide fulfillment uh, for, you know, for the lower you know, Vancouver Island and Mid-Island likely. Um, but we think there is more opportunity in that area. Um, and so we've got this area that we, we think is well-suited. Uh, to to the cargo and distribution uh, side of the business, including the trucking when, you know, you got to bring it in and then you got to truck it out. So um, we're looking at our, our site with that in mind for the future. Awesome. Well, very exciting. Very, very cool to hear. I want to ask a little bit about your personal background. I kind of went through LinkedIn beforehand uh, just to kind of see I, I didn't see a ton of aviation in the background. So I'm wondering if you could walk me through kind of how your career has evolved into, into where you're at now. Well, I started out in the provincial government and I, I'm an accountant by trade. And so I, you know, I was involved in budgeting and auditing and stuff like that with the provincial government. But I was uh, lucky enough in the early 2000s to get involved with municipal government. And, and so I, I started out as a, Chief Financial Officer in Yellowknife, and then end up doing that again in Souk. And eventually, I got promoted, and I to the CAO job, which I did in both North Couchin and and Cochrane, Alberta. But the the reason I think I ended up here is because I had the experience with land development, and through my municipal contacts and infrastructure development, and so. They seem to have an interest in in uh, skills that I had, and and here I am. But yeah, no, I didn't have any direct airport experience other than flying on a plane. <laughs> no, no, it's all it's it's very cool, and I think it's a great. It seems like, anyways, outside looking in, a great strategic move with all of the land development opportunities that are that are upcoming. Um, did you kind of have it in the back of your mind that you always w- wanted to end up back on the island too? You mentioned Souk and and Couch in there, but you're coming from Alberta, I think. Yeah, so I grew up in Esquimalt, and my parents and my family all live on the island. My wife is from Nanaimo, so we always knew that, you know, when I'm moving around for various types of positions that we wanted to end up on the island, and we specifically wanted to end up in Nanaimo, and that's sort of how I ended up in this job. Very exciting. Um, Is there anything that sticks out in how you've evolved as a leader? Like, you know, you're managing or responsible for quite a number of different 
staff, depending on the, on the stop in your career. Is there anything that sticks out there and kind of how you, you know, since you started to where you're at now? Well, everybody that knows me knows I'm kind of, you know, I'm, you know, I've always been business friendly um, I, and I've always been a doer. I, I always want to get things done. But the one thing that I've learned is that you got to have, you got to have good staff. And for the most part, you got to be patient, you know, but focused to get things done. And so, you know, I kind of look, you know, what's the future going to look like? And then make sure we got the right people surrounding, surrounding me so that we can actually, you know, get things done in the end. That's kind of the philosophy I've had for a long time. Awesome. I appreciate you sharing that. So I've got four questions that we ask uh, each interviewee. Do you have a favorite book? Could be fiction, nonfiction, or some kind of uh, podcast or kind of piece of content that you that you particularly like? I'm mostly a sports fan, really. But I have been, I, I do spend a lot of time up at Lake Couchin, and my wife's been encouraging me to read lately. And so I, I've been re- I'm reading a book called The Navigator right now. So Awesome. Are you excited for uh, NFL season to start tonight? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I'm fired up about that. Uh, best personal advice that you've received? Well, because I mean, when I was early in my career, I always just go, 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 go. And then, and the number one thing that you know, my boss has taught to me about is, is to be patient and at the same time be focused and you'll get things done. And I agree with that. And that's advice I've been you know, following for a long time. App or piece of software that you can't live without? So it could be a computer or on your phone. Yeah, unfortunately, it's my phone. Um, I do almost everything on my phone, uh, including these types of interviews. And yeah, so that's something I got to carry around and couldn't do without, I guess. I feel you. Is this Apple? Like, uh, you use an iPhone? Yeah, I use an iPhone. I used to use a BlackBerry and then that kind of went by the wayside. Here I am. They're coming back now, uh, not with phones, but with some kind of web security or something like that. I've seen their stocks been jumping. Um, Last one here, favorite restaurant in Nanaimo? Well, when I go for lunch, I go to Delicato's. That's the place I go downtown. And if I, I just went to a Greek place in Lansville called Katrina's, and I thought that was really good. Thanks for stopping by From the Trenches, the Business Examiner podcast. If you want to learn more about the interviewee, please check the web and social links provided in the video or listening platform description. Please send any feedback to info at businessexaminer.ca with the subject line podcast. We'll see you next week.